Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. Good morning, City Church. You guys are used to saying good morning in person. You've been at home, not talking on the screen. Let's make some noise. We're in the room today. Good morning, City Church. So good to see you, and thank you for joining us online. Hey, it is Father's Day. Come on, let's get all the dads in the room to stand up. Every dad in the room, stand up. If you're a dad at home, come on, stand up as well. Thank you guys so much. We love all of you hard-working, amazing fathers. You do so much for your families, and we really appreciate you. Can I get an amen? All right. Well, we are celebrating today Father's Day, and we hope you are able to celebrate with your dad. You know, as we are um, moving in a new season of the world and church and stuff like that, I just want to encourage everybody who's in the room and is watching online. You know, right now we're just doing one service, but we want to move to two services, live services. Our crowds are going to um, be able to get larger and things like that. And what I would encourage everybody in the room and online is let's not be afraid. All right? Let's be wise, but let's not be afraid. Fear is never a good way to be led by or anything like that. But we can be wise, but we also don't have to be afraid. Can I get an amen? And that'll be a great way for us to move forward. And we're, we're just calling all of our city team members home to help us to serve all of the ages here in our church. And I just feel like there's some exciting days ahead for the church. Well, it is Father's Day. And, you know, dads have a special place in our hearts. And one of the special places dad, dads hold for us is they tell great dad jokes. Now, I know some people don't appreciate dad jokes, except dads, of course. And if you've never been laughed to scorn by your children because of a dad joke, they're just not old enough yet, but it is coming. They're going to roll their eyes at you. But see, we dads, we just know that we're funny, and nobody else necessarily appreciates that dad in the moment. So I just have one really good dad joke for you today before we start the message. When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes apparent. See, this is smattering. It's this golf applause. You're going to either clap. It's Father's Day. You either have to clap or you don't clap, all right? There's nowhere in between. See, dads appreciate that joke. Is this a simple? Men are simple creatures. Dads are simple creatures. All right. <laughs> Legacy. We are in week three of a series that we have called Legacy. And we are celebrating the legacy that we have here at the City Church. We are celebrating the legacy that we have as the church. That we have gone from Jesus crucified, resurrected, 120 people in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, the day of the birth of the church, the Holy Spirit being poured out on the church, and then here we are over 2,000 years later, and it's truly a miracle. 
when you look at the progress of Christianity and, and where Christians were in, in history and different things like that, the fact that we can in Canada worship publicly and lift up the name of Jesus is truly a miracle. And we want to continue the miracle of the church. Jesus is building the church, and we want to build the church alongside of him. We want the church to continue in perpetuity forever. God is the God of generations. He's not the God of one generation. He's interested in us knowing God for ourselves, but then to train and disciple our children and, and help within the context of the local church to develop and disciple other people, maybe someone who's far from God who doesn't have any history of faith at all, that we can invite them into the family of God, that they can train up and they can know Jesus for themselves. And so when we think about the church, somebody has gone before us. Somebody sacrificed, somebody served, somebody gave, somebody wrestled with their faith questions. Somebody shared their faith so that we could be here today. Will we do the same? Will we honor those that have gone before us and done all of these things that I just mentioned? To be able to fight for the next generation. People that aren't even born yet, they need to know about Jesus. And we, as the church, we need to see ourselves as an important cog in the history of the church. So that people can know the name of Jesus. And people can have a salvation experience. So far in this series, we've talked about God's intention. That we, as a generation that has followed another generation in the church, we need to think that we can do twice as much as the generation that came before us, not because we're twice as good, but they have set us up for success. They have done something for us so that we can know God for ourselves, so that we can go further than them. And the last week we talked about Jesus is building the church. And so we want to build the church alongside of him. So if you missed either of those messages, you can catch up on our podcast or you can watch the videos online on our channel. Now, in conjunction with this legacy series, we are doing something they really have never done before. We are receiving something called a legacy offering. And what the goal of the legacy offering is, is over and above our normal ties and offerings. And what we want to do is we want to make an impact with our generosity. Now, we have a great heritage of generosity here at the City Church because of my parents who pastored before me, who are uh, very generous individuals and parents and grandparents, but not only that, when they pastored here at the City Church for 20 years before um, I pastored the last 13 years, they were, they, they were famous for being generous, uh, being a blessing to people and being a blessing to other churches and ministries and pastors, and we want to continue that legacy because it didn't just start with my parents, it actually started with God, who's a generous God, right? And so what we want to do is we want to make an impact with our generosity. We're going to be doing this through our legacy offering, and we're going to be doing four different things with the legacy offering. Number one, we're going to be a part of planting more churches in Canada, and then also supporting other pastors. We, we have an opportunity, because of the size of our church, that we can be a blessing to other pastors and other ministries and other worship teams and other serving teams. Um, it just We have this opportunity, and so we're going to be doing that as a church. The second thing we're going to be doing with the Legacy Offering is being a blessing here in our local region. One of the um, organizations that we support that we talk about frequently is Eat Food for Change. Uh, people who are facing food insecurity in this time that we give financially every month to Eat Food for Change, but there's other organizations that we want to um, be 
a part of that will help our city. And there's, there's some things that we want to do this Christmas just to be a blessing in our city. Very practical things. And the Legacy Offering will help us to do that. Number three, we're going to be doing some things internationally. Some ministries that are doing great things, preaching the gospel internationally, doing great physical things around the world in the name of Jesus. We're going to be supporting those ministries. And then number four, we're just going to be investing again back into our church. There's some areas um, in our church that need to be updated and renovated. Um, so all of the legacy offering will go to those four areas. Again, just to remind you, it's not going to be coming to me or the staff. It is going to be going to these areas that we can continue the legacy of generosity that we have as a city church. So a couple of practical things. If you're here in the building, you can give at the giving kiosk. We have special envelopes that say legacy offering 2021. And then also, if you're giving electronically or online, there's a, a, a pull-down menu where you can select a legacy offering. Can I get an amen? Yeah. You guys are already doing great uh, giving the legacy offering, but let's continue to do that. All right. As we have mentioned, that there is always a potential problem in the church every generation that there can be a disconnect from one generation to the next, and we don't ever want that to happen. We want to plan and prepare and strategize and um, be able to minister to a generation, a generation that's out in our city that doesn't know God, and then the kids, the young people within our own church, we want faith to continue in them. Judges chapter 2, verse 10 says this, and now, and all that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord, or the work that he had done for Israel. And we don't want that to be said of us. We don't want a generation to follow us who doesn't know God. 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul is running to Timothy and he says this, Follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me in faith and love. That are in Christ Jesus. What are those two things? That's the great commandment, love, and then the great commission that people would put their faith in God. And this is the pattern. This is the pattern for the church. That we, as a church family, we would be a loving church family. That we would love each other, that we would love the community, that we would love the nation. But then, what are we loving each other for and loving the nation for? So that people would put their faith in Jesus. Verse 14. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Guard the good deposit entrusted to you. If you are a follower of Jesus, God has entrusted something to you. He's invited you into his salvation, but he's also invited you into mission. That you would know God for yourself, but then you're inviting. You're inviting the next generation in. You're inviting someone else who doesn't know God. Explaining to them and teaching them the gospel. And that's what we're going to be focusing on next week. And even if you don't care about legacy, if you think it's not important, you actually are creating a legacy. Apathy also creates a legacy. And we don't want to do that. We want to leave a, a, a legacy of faith to generations. So here we are on Father's Day that dads create a good legacy in the church. Can I get an Amen. Amen. Now, moms and ladies, I'm not leaving you out today. I love you. I have a mother and a sister and a wife and two daughters. But I'm going to be focusing on fathers and men today. So don't get offended, all right? If I don't include you in some of the things I'm saying, I'm not saying women can't do it. Our women aren't important. Our moms aren't important. 
So that's my one qualifier. I'm not saying it again. All right? <laughs> All right, so dads can create a really good legacy, and dads create a really important legacy. It is a biological truth, men, that you can create babies, but it is more than just that. That we are investing into our children and into the next generation. Now, we all have varied experiences with fathers. And I know that there's a lot of father wounds out there. There's a lot of different experiences people have with dads and things like that. And, uh, you know, just because we've had... Uh, some people have had a bad experience with fatherhood. Um, doesn't mean you have to perpetuate that. And then you, that also means you don't have to continue that. If something has happened to you along those lines, you don't want to let that wound uh, carry with you forever. And then, you know, the, the reality of, of fatherhood sometimes is very difficult. There's no perfect dads out there. But even though that is true, we don't want to shy away from putting out the ideal that there is an ideal for dads to move towards. There is, there is a spirit of fatherhood that God has for us. And, and what I always would say, and my dad used to always say this, you know, dads, we can, we can do our best to invest into our children, and we can raise up our children in the nurture and admonition, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But my dad always said this, that sometimes the kids don't wear the crown that you give them. So you don't want to be... Uh, shameful today, or you don't want to feel guilt today because of decisions that your kids have made. We can't be perfect, dads, but we can be engaged. We can be engaged as parents, that uh, what we invest into our children, what uh, our uniqueness in the parenting too, um, different from our wife, is very important. Can I get an amen? amen. It's really important. Parenting is not just all about motherhood, it's about motherhood and fatherhood. And so what we need to see is our place in our kids' life as very important, different from our wife, but also very important. Psalm 68 verse 5 says this, A father of the fatherless and a protector of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God settles the solitary in a home. He leads out the prisoners to Prosperity, but the rebellious dwells in a parched land. So God sets us in a home, in a home as a mom and a dad, and God sets us in this place. And what we would say, um, th that family unit is so very important, and we know it's important, and people prove it today with data, that it's very important for a mom and a dad to be in a home. And now when we talk about church, within the church, church context, we always say the church is a family for your family. That we get to be together as uh, families who serve Jesus. And then we come together to lift up the name of Jesus. And there's nothing like being together. And that's why I'm wanting people who are watching us online to be planning at some point in 2021 to get back in the room. Because it makes a difference for us to be together. Worship is different when you're in the room. Isn't that true? Being able to see each other makes a difference. Hey, we're on the same journey. We are facing the same struggles of life out in the world, but we're coming together, and we're going to worship God together, and we're going to know that we're running after Jesus together. Just being together encourages us. Thank God for what we've been able to do online, and thank God that's a supplement, but it isn't the primary thing. The, the gathering together of people for a purpose, that is the church. So God sets us in a family, and then he sets us in a larger family called 
the church. See, and it's really strange now if you watch society. Society is trying to enforce things on society that actually can only come from the home, that only can be taught in the home. And this is why our place, dads, is so very important. And in the context of the church, we see that Jesus over and over again, that he revealed God to us as the Father. And what that means is that as we should have a close relationship with our Father, we can actually have a relationship with the Father God. And so all of this, uh, dads, is a representation for your children to actually know God. Thank God that they can know you, but dads, we're going to be pointing our kids to know the Father God. That in the context of the home, the Father is knowable. In the context of the church, the Father is knowable. And then in, in the context of the church, there's like friends who are like your family. That's what's great about being part of a church. And I haven't seen some of you for a long time. And I see everybody's got kids and babies and growing up. And there's a bunch of babies that have been born in the last year and a half. And, you know, they're like family. But you're, all you get to do is watch them online. But then when you get to see them in person, it's a wonderful thing. And I, this is my family over here. But then you guys are also my family. And that's what's great, dads, about bringing your kids and your family to church. Dads, we can be an example. We can bring our families to church. I was thinking, you know, I'm going to sleep in a little bit. I'm going to let my wife to take it. No, Dad, let's lead the way. Amen. We know the Father, and our kids can know the Father. And, and we can be known. We can have a relationship with God. But like I said, God can also be known. Now, I have an awesome father. I'm very thankful for my dad over here on the front row. He has blazed the trail for me and my sister, but then he's also blazed the trail for us to be in this amazing church building. So I honor him today and so thankful for him. But I have... I, I've been looking up a, a bunch of father principles the last week, and what I've created for you today is Dr. Coulter's Top 10 Kick-Butt Guide to Good Fatherhood. Now, there's a reason for that title. <laughs> All right. We won't get into it now, but I'm okay. All right. Number one. Are you ready for number one? On Dr. Holder's Top Ten Kickbook Guide to Good Fatherhood. Number one is be a good example. Dads, what you want your kids to be, be that. Don't just tell them to do stuff. Show them what to do. Be an example. Number two, point your kids to hard work. Life is hard work. Teach your kids to work. Now, you know, on, on my phone, I have this thing set up where I get picture memories. And a little while ago, one of the picture memories came up. The, the house that we used to live in had a lot of leaves. Now, the, tr the trees were none of them in our, were in our yard, but all of these trees these leaves fell in our yard, and there was always one big day of the year that we would break up all of our leaves, and we would actually have about 20 bags of leaves. And it was me and my two girls, and right from a super young age, they could barely move a rake. The girls were going outside, we're going to rake up the leaves. And I found out just recently that this was the worst day of the year for them. I hated that day, Dad. To make us go out, and he wouldn't let us quit. 
and you'll thank me later. We're going out, we're going to shovel the driveway, girls. Yeah, your shovel, it's a toy shovel. I don't care. We're going to go outside, we're going to work. Put your kids to hard work. Number three, help your kids face your feet, their fears. Don't let fear rule your kids' lives. The stuff that they don't want to do, you do it with them. And show them that fear cannot dominate you. We don't have the spirit of fear in our family. We're going to go, and I don't know if I want to go for this job interview. Well, two things. You're going to go to work, so you have to go. And number two, I will drive you. Help your kids face your fears. I know I took Avery. I knew she wasn't going to get the job, but I took her back when we had Target. She was like 12. I'm like, let's go to Target and apply for a job. God, I don't want to go apply for a job. I knew she wasn't going to get the job, but let's just go. Let's face our fears. It'll be later when you can actually legally get a job. This will be a good experience for you. Help your kids face your fears. Number four, independence from you, but dependence on God. What we are developing in our children is we're develop, developing so they, they don't have to rely on us forever, that they can actually go and function well in society without you. But we're not just making them independent, we're making them dependent on God, that they can trust God for themselves, that we're pointing their lives to God. Number five, pass on your values. Pass on your values. What is important? They don't have to go and start from square one. You are old enough. You are mature. You understand what's important. You understand what's valuable in life. Number one, family. So you teach your kids these things. What's valuable in life? Faith in God. Your mom, your brothers and sisters, they're valuable. Hard work, these things are valuable. You give your kids these values. Pass on your values. Number six of Dr. Coulter's Top 10 Kick Butt Guide to Good Fatherhood. Everyone's a leader. Be an influencer, not the one who's influenced. You don't, and you don't have to be an extrovert for this to be true. But you are the one that's going to be influential on someone else's life. Why? Because we follow Jesus. People have, people need what you have. So we're going to, everyone is going to be a leader. Number seven, be a constant disciple. This is something that my dad modeled for me all the time. He was always reading. He was always learning. Even though he's got a BA, MD, MDiv, and a doctorate in divinity. Still, always learning, always reading. Be a constant disciple. Number eight, be a mentor that causes behaviors to stick. If there is a behavior in your children that you know is really important, but they haven't got there yet, don't give up on it. If they're four and they're not exhibiting full, full mature behavior yet, don't be like, oh, this is too hard. No, parenting is all the time. There's, there's no day off of parenting if parents know this, right? Figure this out. Have a baby. It'll be great. There's no days off. But be a constant disciple. Show that and then teach that to them. Oh, sorry, that was be a mentor. Number nine, good fathers train for success and guide for purpose. 
train for success, and guide for purpose. You want your kids to be successful. They don't have to figure out life all on their own. What are you going to do? You're going to guide them there. You're, you're going to train them to be successful, and then you're going to guide them in purpose. Their life is important. Don't you think your kids' lives are important, Dad? And so we're going to guide them. Your life is really important. What you do, the choices that you make are really important. My dad would say to me constantly, life is all about choices. What are the choices that you are making today? Because your life is really important. So I'm guiding you with purpose. Number 10 of Dr. Coulter's top 10 kick-butt guide to good fatherhood. Decisions are made by commitments, not my surroundings. What are we committed to? What did we commit to? I heard the verse a few times in my life. You couldn't swear to your own hurt, but you're not going to change. You're committed to something. That's what guides your decisions, not your surroundings, not the culture, and certainly not how you feel. Well, how do I feel right now? Well, how do I feel right now is I don't want to get up. It's too bad. We've got to get up. We've got to go to school. We're not living our lives by our feelings or our surroundings. We are living our lives by our commitments. Did you like that list, Dad? <laughs> now, what we have in the scripture, we have this beautiful, amazing, retrospective look on history and leadership and life with God at the center. And then... Life without God at the center. What does it look like? To a very famous father and son in the scripture is David and Solomon. The scripture tells us in Acts chapter 13, verse 36. For David, after he had served the purpose of, purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid with his father and saw corruption. That just means that he died. But David served the purpose of God. In his own generation. And dads, this is the call for us. We can serve our own desires. We can serve our wants. We can serve all of those different things, all of our appetites. But what God wants us to do is serve his purposes. And his purposes, serving the purposes of God, will create a godly legacy for your children. Serving the purposes of God. And dads, this should be our commitment. Pre-dads, this should be our commitment. What are we going to do? We're going to serve the purposes of God in our generation. That is the thing that's going to last. Here's what David says to Solomon, 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 1. When David's time to die was near, he told his son Solomon, I am going the way of all the earth. So, be strong. Show yourself to be a man. How are we going to do that? Do what the Lord your God tells you. This is how we be men. We follow after the ways of God, the purposes of God for our lives and for our families, for our fatherhood, for our jobs, for our career, for our finances. Why? Because then we create a godly legacy for our kids and for the church. Do what the Lord your God tells you. Walk in his ways. There's ways to live that are ungodly, that are unprofitable, that create no legacy. 
We all know this. But let's walk in the ways of God. Keep all his laws and his word. God, what is it you're telling me? I want to know what you say. I'm going to give my life to your word. By what is written in the law of Moses, then you then you will do dwell in all that you do and in every place you go. Man, we're going to do well by following after the ways of God. Dads, we need to look out for short-sightedness in our family and in our kids. In the book of 2 Kings, there's this legacy of bad kings and then producing bad things in Israel and Judah. 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 39 says this, But you shall fear the Lord your God, and he will deliver you out of the hand of all your enemies. However, they would not listen, but they did according to their former manner. So these nations feared the Lord God and also served their carved images. Their children did likewise, and their children's children, as their fathers did, so they do to this day. So what is, what is happening with this generation? Well, we serve God, and then we also serve idols, things that aren't God. That's very easy for us to do. You know, we can look at these primitive people and look down our nose at them, but man, we, there's so many things that can become idols in our lives in 2021, guys. And so we don't want a generation to follow after us that has like God sort of on the side and then this and then this and then this and then seven other things at the center of our hearts. We, we want our kids to know God. We want that to be the legacy that we leave behind. Deuteronomy chapter 6. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is reminding the children of Israel. Deuteronomy means second law. Or I'm going to tell you again. See, this group that Moses had is, is this group that left Egyptian bondage and they were about to go into the promised land and they didn't go into the promised land because of their doubt and unbelief and their complaining and all these different things. And then so Moses here, as they're about to go into the promised land again and Moses is about to die, he's reminding the children of Israel of some really important things. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Dads, this is for us. Dads love God. Good dads love God. This is what we should do. Give our affection to God. Verse 6, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Listen, you shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be in the frontlets between your eyes, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. In other words, it should be a constant thing. Maybe this is honorable mention. Number 11 in my dad's list of things, but this is what my dad was always doing, always talking to me, always training me, always using things in life as an anecdote, something to show me something. Hey, you don't want to do this because look at the results. This is what Moses is telling the children of Israel. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham and to Isaac and Jacob to give you, 
with great and good cities that you did not build and houses full of good things that you did not fill and cisterns that you did not dig and vineyards of olive trees that you did not plant. And when you eat and are full, then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. See, and we're, we're blessed to live in Canada. We have blessings. And sometimes what Moses is saying, we can have all of these blessings, and then we actually forget that it's the Lord that brought us the blessings. See, we live in 2021, and we get to worship inside in Canada. And then we just kind of just take it all for granted. And we forget that the Lord has brought us here. And we don't want to forget the Lord in the church. We don't want to forget the Lord in our homes because he's the one that's brought us here. We want to leave a legacy for the next generation. And here is the declaration and action for fathers today. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods of your father's serve beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it's evil in your eyes, serve the Lord. Choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers serve in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites and whose land you dwell. There's a lot of gods out of culture today. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Dads, are you with me today? This is our commitment from the scripture. It's for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And that's a prayer, but that's not just a prayer. That's action. We're going to train our kids, and we're going to have them know about Jesus and be dependent on God. Because we want to leave a legacy in our children. We don't want our kids to forget God. See, God has changed our lives. God has changed our trajectory of life. He has changed our destiny forever. As for me and my house, dads, are you with me today? Dads, raise your hand. Let's say it together. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's just pray today. Father God, we love you so much. We thank you for your goodness. We just pray, Lord, for all the dads in the room today and all the dads watching online. God, this is our commitment today. We want to build up and invest into our families and our children. We want to build up and invest into the church. Because, God, we know that you are building our families and you are building the church.
watching online and you have never said yes to Jesus, the gospel, the good news is all about Jesus coming, living a sinless life, dying on the cross, God raising him from the dead so that we can actually have a relationship with God for ourselves and it just comes as a gift. We don't qualify for it in our own goodness, in our own righteousness. God just offers us a gift, and all we have to do is say yes. So I'm going to pray a prayer here in a second. If you have never said yes to Jesus, if you're watching and you have never said yes to Jesus, wherever you are watching this, whether it's live or on a replay, let's all bow our heads and close our eyes today, and let's receive Christ. Everybody in the room, let's pray this out loud. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life. That he died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so that I can know you. So today I say yes to that relationship. I say yes to your righteousness. God, today I call you my Father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways. Thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's congratulate those people that did that today. Whether here in the room or online, that is the best decision that you will ever make. If you're watching us online, there's a place for you to request, request prayer. One of our team members would love to connect with you and send you some materials that will help you on your journey of faith. Well, dads, we love you. Happy Father's Day. We hope you get... Did you have breakfast in bed? No, I didn't. I barely got a Happy Father's Day, except on the way to church. But that's okay. We're dads. We can handle it. <laughs> dads, we love you. Thanks for coming to church today. We will see you next Sunday. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.